0: Woke up half dressed, still buzzing. Tex said, I keep it one hundred. Fuck my boss, mine, Keep it one hundred. Keep it Keep it Keep it one hundred. Keep it Keep it one hundred. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tables, Others and Chairs. Today we have an international guest with us. It is TK Cooper. TK, Hi, mate. how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, we're here in like a stage area of Temple of Boom in Leeds. One of the mini rooms yeah. around. For TK has a nice easy workout against Rampage Brown later yeah, on this afternoon. Just some trainee, Rampage something. Yeah, yeah, yeah should be a, a, a very straightforward affair for you. Um, how's it going anyway? I'm um, good, thank you. Wicked. Um, right, let's get things off. Uh, what attracted you to professional wrestling as like a kid, as a fan? Mm,
1: I don't really know specifically
0: like what jumped out at me. I just know that like, once I saw it, I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> What was it like in like Newcastle? Was the like Newcastle? 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 <laughs> New Zealand similar? You know, very very yeah, similar um, almost climate. Yeah, sp- identical. Spitting images of each other. Oh yeah, yeah sure. definitely. Um, yeah, what was it like in New Zealand? Was the like WWF, WWE, WCW as a kid? Or uh, well, Trev always talks about watching WCW, but maybe I just didn't know what channel that was on
1: because I never saw it. And by the time I started watching wrestling, like it was it was into like the invasion angle, so I oh, okay, I hadn't. I didn't know anything about, the w- about WCW before
0: that. So what are your like, earliest memories of wrestling, though?
1: Uh, like, definitely my first memory is the
0: winner-takes-all, uh, Alliance versus WWF. Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty sweet. Um, so how did you get into wrestling, wrestling professionally? Like myself? Yeah. Uh, so there was a company called
1: IPW that runs in Auckland, where I'm from, and kind of find out about them. We have like the similar magazine called Time Out. Same as over here. Where it has like all the events and like what is on over the weekend. And it just happened to say like live wrestling. In like this area. And it's like an hour's drive away from where I live. But I just asked my mom to take me. And then so we went down and watched the show. And I was like oh cool. So I think I was like maybe 11 or 12 at the time when I saw it. And pretty much was like I want to I be a wrestler now. Like I, I watch Smackdown every week. And now, I'm, now I've got this like. Secret show I didn't know about running in my in my town. How do I get involved? And then uh, they told me I had to be 16, so I had to wait like a few years. Ugh. And then I started training when I was 17, and that was pretty much that was that was it from there. Just off to the races. What was the scene like down in uh, New Zealand? When I started, there was two promotions, maybe three in the country. Two of them were in. Uh, so, like, if you know your geography, listeners, and I don't think you will. Uh, so, Auckland is where I'm from, and Wellington, the capital of New Zealand, is in the middle of New Zealand. It's like an eight hour drive. So, no, I mean, you figure out like, your. It's, it's a three hour drive from, from Newcastle or whatever Michael yeah, Cole yeah, said. <laughs> one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, there were two promotions based in Wellington and one in Auckland. And so the scene wasn't massive. It was essentially just them main three promotions. Yeah, I mean the main three, only three. <laughs> only three. Okay. <laughs> and then since I've left, like a lot more have like sprouted out off of the backs of just more people want to be wrestlers, so more people are starting promotions and more people are getting training and stuff. Like the most prominent one now is SPW in the South Island, which I like me and Will and Shirav have wrestled for. Like uh, there are other people that have also wrestled for but like most notably that. So like they're doing pretty well. They oh they just had like Emma. Uh, um, Anyone else Massive Wrestle there Well you know that's like, that's like The most successful Promotion in New Zealand At the moment I think so Is that like, where the big Super show was recently Yeah yeah. The big like uh, Event centre That was really cool So it was, That was pretty special For New Zealand I was pretty bummed I couldn't be a part of it Or go But like It was pretty cool To just like See New Zealand wrestling On that kind of Level I think it's the same As like when people Go to like Wembley Or the Electric Ballroom Or like those sort of things It's just be like Wow I can't believe Like our local show Is now on such a big stage so That was like Similar, similar vibes. Was like, just really proud to have like, even though I wasn't like a major part of the promotion, still be like, New Zealand wrestling is is awesome, is on its way. Uh, Speaking of awesome, um, is it true that Trav trained you, basically? Uh, He's he's one of the main ones that trained me. I could I could tell you the the, the other guys that were like my initial trainers, but like they like Alfred Valentine, Johnny King, uh, David Deluxio, those were the three guys that trained me in New Zealand. But obviously those names. I just are they, they're important to me because like I I watched them when I started wrestling and like, they were trainers who became friends who became like like what's what's that phrase train until your idols become your rivals that that kind of thing of just like you put them on a pedestal and then eventually you get to like their level and you're like oh cool like finally made it now I'm as good as them or I feel like I am What's up? What's up?
0: We've got a run in, it's Eddie Dennis. Yeah,
1: he's doing a podcast. You bet? No, I mean, Joe, just, just hanging out. Sneaky. <laughs> in <the dark>. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky boy. What was that question? Um, uh, just talking about my trainers. Oh, from, me. From New Zealand. Yeah, well, I was going okay, to get to Eddie Dennis. So, like, <laughs> I'll let you carry on with it so you can speak favorably about <laughs> me in the room. So, I don't want you to feel a voice bashful so uh so those three were my initial trainers and then um Trav moved to Auckland from one of the Wellington promotions and then he went to Japan and he went to America and then obviously got all this like other extensive training that my previous trainers didn't have so then he just had so much more to like give and I spent so much more time with Trav training under him and then moving over to England training with Eddie (laughs) training with Eddie training with Jimmy training with Daz um like those like I've yeah, it's it's hard to like it's hard to nail it down of like who trained me because I feel like it's not like stop start but like consistently like new people that I spend more time with to learn more. And of to, course, g- the, to more, grow. the more
0: people that you learn from, the more different things. Yeah, the more versatile, yeah. the more like like diverse your style becomes. Um, can you remember how long from your first training session uh-huh. to your uh-huh. actual debut match? Eleven was? months. Eleven yeah. months. Okay, yep. so that's like. A reasonable amount of time, you were just chucked in straight away at the beginning. No, no, no.
1: They try, they try to like coddle you a little as much as they can. Like at the time, it like New Zealand wrestling only has like a limited knowledge of like who is ready and like where, where can we go on the show if if someone's at a certain level to be show ready, I guess. And at least they have the right mindset of like, even if you know the bare minimum, it's probably not enough to have like a good match in front of a crowd. And to be fair, I debuted in like the annual New Zealand Rumble, I guess. So like, I
0: was pretty, I was pretty like protected in that sense. So how long was it when you decided, right? New Zealand, it's going well. Want to try branch out, go somewhere else? Um, when did you take the plunge and decide I'm going to go to the UK? So, well, that's the other thing in New Zealand. So wrestling is essentially monthly because
1: there's only one promotion I wrestle for, and it's it's only it's only putting on shows every month. So. Getting 12 matches a year was a bit rough, and then to try go down to the Wellington promotion every soft, so and it was just like a bit of a because str- they've got because the scene is so small, it's not as it's not as open as I guess the British scene is of like everybody's looking for somebody to fill a spot Whereas like when there's literally only one promotion up this end of the country and one promotion down here Both have rosters so nobody's looking for anybody And if you ask it's like oh, I don't know that we're kind
0: of there's no room for you It's kind of like a rivalry
1: type thing or uh, Ish but it's more like There's no need there's no need for me because I, I'm not gonna as, as far as they're concerned I'm not gonna enhance their show any more than any one of their guys is Because we're all kind of at the same level But so I spent four years wrestling in New Zealand, and then moved over because I was like, I just wanted. I feel like I've learned all I can here. Now I feel like like I've I've kind of peaked, and I'm just kind of plateauing a little bit. So I want to do something else. And I was tossing up whether I'd I'd go to Japan or go to America, but like something was just like I really want to go to England because well, I just finished uni as well. So I was like, I kind of want to just travel. So. I thought England would be a good base to go out and back, out and back to like different countries, which is so fast so good. <laughs> and then on the flip was like, I'd really like to pursue wrestling. So I think that would be a good choice. And that was based purely off of seeing chapter 13 from Progress being online for free. I was like, oh, this is sick. This is like exactly what I want. It's in London. Like, that's where I want to live. That's, res- that's the wrestling I want to be doing. This is perfect. This is exactly what I need. And then so just like put together, spent like the next year saving up all of my money so I could buy a
0: flight, pay for my visa, and then good as gold. So <clears throat> it was the uh, Projo, now Knuckles knuckle locks mm-hmm. that you went to. Uh, how do you find the training there compared to New Zealand?
1: Uh just completely different. Completely different. Just I I wasn't really not that they don't teach it, like uh like grappling and like uh, chain wrestling and stuff, but New Zealand just doesn't doesn't have a background in it for people to teach, like it's all second, everything everything my trainers learnt was second hand from like somebody else that they bring back and teach us, whereas like I come to England, everybody everybody who's a trainer, as far as, far as I've been trained, knows it from experience, like what they're teaching is is their own knowledge, or they've, they've taken it from a guy who who made up wrestling I guess, yeah. like, when, when Jimmy comes from like, what's it, Hammerlock wrestling school, it's like the, the Mecca, <laughs> so... Uh, training under them was just—it it opened my eyes so much more to wrestling. I learned—I learned so much, so much faster than I was learning in New Zealand. So I was like really, just grateful. I guess that I could just keep learning because I was—I felt like I had become like stagnant in New Zealand, of like I was just as good there as as anybody. So I needed to like start again
0: somewhere and, and get better. How tough was it, like moving away from like all your friends, all your family?
1: Uh, yeah. That that did bum me out initially, of just the idea of moving away from all my childhood friends, my mom, my dad. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but like in order to pursue this wrestling, had to. And I, I think social media has made it so much easier to, to appease like the the homesickness of just I can just turn on Facebook and be like, "Hey, miss you." What are you up to? Well, it's face FaceTime, yeah. So it's like it one of these up at three in the morning. Yeah, obviously it's not the same as like a physical contact, yeah. but it's, it's good. It's as good as I can get, and it's much better than sending a letter and just being like, oh, fingers crossed, this makes yeah. it to the other side of the world. Um, <laughs> like, can you remember UK baby? Um, well, I actually came over to the UK like a couple years before I moved over just for a holiday oh, okay. to like visit my uncle, and I just brought my gear and. Um, So my actual UK debut was for LDN in 2013 in
0: I don't know where. Probably Leicester. Maybe somewhere.
1: I I can't remember where or or what it looked like. I can't remember anything about it. But no, that's as good as it gets. 2013 for LDN somewhere. And but then like my official like visa debut over here was for. um, uh, Nope, <laughs> can't remember. <laughs> I've got a book. I've got a book of my matches. I could
0: I could look it up, but I can't remember right now. Something, something. How long was it before you were on Progress Endeavour shows?
1: Uh, so back in the glory days of Endeavour. Oh, was that the garage last night? Oh, miss it. Um, so we did that potential show. Uh, at what is that place called? The. The Bal no, that's in Balum. There's something in Bad- Balin. The Bedlam. Yeah, the Bedlam and Balum. We did the potential tag, me and Dalia against um, Pastor and Polly. And then from that John was like really impressed. he was like, Yeah, we'll put you on the Endeavour show. And literally Endeavour thirteen, me and Dahlia against uh, Jack and Livy Grace. And then from that it just we just went from there. We were on pretty much every
0: show from then on. I can remember your chapter because it was my first ever progress. Oh, show. cool. The one in Manchester, I think it was you and Dahlia against, against Polly and Flash. Flash. Yeah, yeah, that was wicked, that was, wicked. Lot, that was yeah. really, really, fun. How nervous were you on that day? Because uh, obviously there's like what, seven hundred people? Yeah. Is that the biggest crowd you would have worked in front of up to that point?
1: No, because I just come off of the I just done the summer camp run with oh, um, Mega Slam. Okay. So I'd been wrestling in front of like I say two thousand people, but like it's it's not really like two thousand wrestling fans. Yeah, it's just, there's just it's two thousand people in people. in the room. So, but like that was that was, I guess so. Yeah, like, that was my biggest like proper indie crowd that I would wrestled in front of, and I was like, not overwhelmed. I was just excited yeah. for the idea. And just like I was, no- I wasn't really nervous to perform. I was more nervous that it would or wouldn't go well. Back with your
0: awesome gimmick of punching women in the face. <laughs> oh I love that. <laughs> I'm disappointed that that's gone away, but what can I do? Um, yeah, so how how much have you like progressed in progress, if you will? How much have you like seen the growth that you've made from like starting off as like a mixed tag team, then mm-hmm. going a tag with Trav when mm-hmm. he came in to, you know, having fairly big singles matches in progress? Yeah, that's
1: been pretty cool. Like, at the end of our initial Visa run when uh, they were filming Freedom's Road, when I got my first like, couple of like standout matches, when I got to wrestle Hanson from uh, War Machine, uh, War Raiders, if you will. <laughs> They're always going to be War Machine, I refuse to call them that. <laughs> the boss. And then uh, wrestling Matt Riddle in a singles match as well. That was like... Just so many times I got put in a position to just like, have a really great match with somebody on a, on a, on a perceived certain level and objectively hold my own against them which was pretty great so it was really really like those sorts of opportunities would have never come to me in new zealand so it, it just kind of proved it to myself like this is exactly where i need to be because like the, the time i've put in the graft i've put in has paid off has paid dividends because i'm wrestling the likes of xyz in front of like the most prominent promotions fan base so it's pretty cool uh,
0: but, speaking of promotions um talk riptide I know they're fairly new, but they're getting like quite a lot of traction.
1: Yeah, Riptide's, Riptide's starting to take off now. I haven't really done anything significant at Riptide. I've just always been there, but I'm hoping that the more, like, the more Riptide becomes like a prominent thing, the more I can, like, w- <laughs> the only phrase I can think of now is ride the wave, which is a horrible pun, <laughs> which isn't intentional, but it's just what I'm thinking of because Riptide, water, sh- whatever. So. Like, Riptide's always been really good to me as well by, like, including me and, in, like, and making me kind of, like, not necessarily the focal point, but a focal point in their shows. So, I, and I guess it's just off of the back of, like, the progression from Progress has, like, developed this character where initially, I do, I do the same as, as anybody trying to, trying to break out of just, I would send out my emails, I send out my messages to all the promoters, like, hey, I'm, I'm this, I do this, I can be whatever you want me to be, I'm malleable um, I can come do chairs, I can come help, like, set up, et cetera, et cetera. and, like, it, generally it hits a brick wall, because I guess there's so many promoters getting so many, like, people sending them stuff, unless, unless you're, like, a mild somebody, yeah, nobody really takes notice, and thankfully, through being in progress, and, and doing well, it's meant that, that when I message people, like, they're aware, at least, like, ideally I, I hopefully they don't turn their nose over like, oh it's the guy from Progress <laughs> but um, and that's again that's the brush I don't want to get tired of. I like I'm a part of Progress I'm an integral part of Progress like that's my bread and butter 100% that's my home promotion but like we're all independent contractors
0: yeah, I exactly. just you know I just, I just want to wrestle more please yeah I mean it always like whenever I see like beef on the Twitter yeah. we have got People slagging off promotions and, like... Like, I get it with the fans. It's like, people trying to be loyal, which is fair enough. Like, you
1: love what you love, but, like, you don't have to hate the other
0: one because yeah, you love the one... Yeah, I mean, essentially the... it's the same guys that are working the same shows, really. Pretty much, just in different different bits and bobs. I don't I don't personally see the point of beefing with other promotions. It all seems very counterproductive. As,
1: as wrestlers, I don't think we do, but I feel like the fans are way more defensive of us than we are of... Like, not that, we, not that we are or aren't, like, loyal to certain... Well, more loyal to certain promotions, but... Saying that, we still, like... Everybody just wants to wrestle more, because that's what we love. Doing wrestling.
0: Yeah. Um... You touched on it before, that you were, like, flexible in, like, your work. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer being, like, the heel or the face? I imagine that being heel is a lot more fun. Uh...
1: I don't know, it's hard now, because it feels like my character has just gone, like, so far away from what it was. Or... Or it hasn't at all, and it's just that the fans' perspective on it is like, oh, we get it now. So now, like, everybody's in on the joke of what I am. So I've stopped being a heel because, like, I haven't I haven't changed my shtick at all. But now just people are like, oh, like, just, uh, it's quite funny. And now we're on board. Before it was just like, ah, you piece of shit. <laughs> what I hate you. And now it's just like, ah, well, we all laugh together. Like, the character of TK Cooper is now an in-joke for everybody. With, like, the circle game and the whatever's the headbutts and stuff, so, but I definitely prefer, if I can, to be a heel, because I think it's, I think it's more natural for, like, the character, but at the same time, I think, like, the, the, the it stopped being, I've stopped being a bad guy, and it's just, it just comes across as cheeky now, so sometimes, like, it'll either get a bad, it'll, it'll get a villainous reaction, or it'll just... Get like a, oh that's TK up to his tricks again. Yeah, it's like
0: Pete Dung just gets away with it by just yeah exactly. His shoulders and everyone's like oh, oh Pete not again. <laughs> um, I want to talk Escape in the midcard. Yeah, let's let's do it. Where did that idea come from?
1: Um, that's just that's just me and Manuel hanging out every week, and then we always watch Being the Elite together because like well no we didn't we didn't used to. It's only recently we started like hey should we watch it like have you seen this. So we both just like on car journeys because we we seem to be going riding together, being on the same shows all the time, and then just on the journeys we like, hey, do you, so do you watch that thing that the Young Bucks do, the being the Elite show, and then we were like, oh maybe we should just like film a vlog, maybe we should just do like a video diary because we seem to be riding together all the time, and like, we both like yeah sure, just may as well be, like put some content out there, let the let the fans know what's going on in Brit rest like with with us too, like we're kind of. In the middle ground of like we're not necessarily like on the cusp of getting signed. Well, not that I know of. Uh, maybe. Hello, Triple H. <laughs> How are you? Uh, no, I don't know. So we were just it was just a thing we just felt like doing, just for fun, just something just something fun for us to do in the downtime when we're not wrestling. And it's kind of just become a parody of itself now, where we're just like. <laughs> We're, get... still, we're still doing the vlog bits, we're still putting in, like, match footage, but now we're just putting in extra little skits just to just to have some kind of, like... Is it getting to the point, like, you'll do something, and are
0: like, oh, where do we go from from this point?
1: Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Like, we just, like, make up storylines on the fly, because it's, like, we just message each other, what do you think about this idea? And then, it's really just a show for, like, selfishly, it's just a show for ourselves. <laughs> but if, And then like, we just put it on social media and use our, like, zealous celebrity status to... <laughs> to get it out there in amongst the fans so it's just it's just for fun and and it is it's, it's a good outlet to practice like talking to a camera like as as minuscule as it is just talking to the what's you know um just holding up the holding up our phones and mean like what's happening fans of e the m and then rattling off like a little spiel like we've tried to make it more concise lately because it feels like it's kind of like i have noticed not the, 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 the,
0: the first episode's like 15 20 minutes and the last two were like definitely under twelve minutes. Yeah, like pretty
1: sure. I guess it's just because we just tend to ramble and like our our main thing, our main vice of the show was one and done. Like we don't ever do one take and like ah oh, uh, close enough is good enough. So because there's no pressure because there's no finesse to the show. Like I just make it on iMovie on my phone. Same. And <laughs> there was then you get it, you get it. Like it's 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 again it's selfishly just a show for ourselves, just to make ourselves and our friends laugh and. I, I hope that resonates with the with the people who do watch
0: because it, it's just it is it's just for fun. Right? Like, does editing take it? What take? Not really. Than? No, I just
1: chop oh, off the front section where Mamba will say "rolling" and chop off the end bit
0: where we look at the camera and laugh. So it's not a case of like the I Choose Movie Jingle, "Caught in Your Dreams." <laughs> no, not at all no it's not not my favourite it's all it's they
1: on with everybody now like people tend to sing it when I'm like oh I should get this for the b-roll and then people just start going Doo, do 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 <laughs> oh, do guys you know you're not gonna you know that's not gonna be in it <laughs> right
0: okay I I'm always a
1: massive fan of the b-roll if yeah
0: I-, <laughs> um, I wanna end it with a quick word association game let's do it I wanna reel off some names and you just say the first things that come to your mind okay um, Travis Banks um, my favourite Damon Moser. Good shirt. Spike Trevay. Surprisingly, a good dude. Jack Sexsmith. I hate him. Chuck Mambo. Best friend. Roy Johnson. POS. Pastor William Eva. Today is the day. Ginny. Another best
1: friend. Chris Brooks. Um, like, similar to me, but like... The antithesis of me, somehow. Riptide. One of my favourites. Defiant. I miss it, I wish I could be involved more, but I guess it's just too far away. Progress. My home, my, my home from
0: home. North. My home from home from home. And finally, TK Cooper. <sighs> Trying his best. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years time?
1: Hmm. That's hard to gauge now, considering, like, I think, like, years ago, it would have been easier to say, like, oh, hopefully I get to WWE, but now, like, the scene is just so much more open with, like, Will opening the doors at New Japan, Pete, like, leading the charge at WWE, NXT, like, there's so many, there's so many channels for us as, like, I say us in, like, a very general term, like, I'm gonna make me and us as a part of the Brit rest, because I'm here, like, I'm not British, but I'm part of, I'm part of it. So, like... I, I don't like, I don't know if I'd like to be signed if i just like to keep enjoying what I'm doing because, because, because these people are getting like snatched up now there's so many gaps and there's so many holes like getting signed now wouldn't, like in five years time I don't know, I think I'd rather just keep like working on me because now that there are holes at the top of the card there's, there's a place for me to learn how to become a main eventer and then I can, oh, maybe in five years time transition what? transition into becoming like a, a TV star, but for now I just want to keep like working with Mambo, or working with Spike, like Moser, Roy, Ashmore, like Sexsmith, just all my friends, and just keep like growing, growing what it's become. Because it's only because of people like Pete and Will that like these opportunities have come, and now that they finally like ascended, I guess to like the status that they're at, like they deserve to just like reap the spoils of what they've done, and I'll just not stay here, but
0: like I'll be here. Picking up the baton
1: from Pretty where much they am yeah. Keep trying to fly the flag, man, because Prairie is sick, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm a part of it now, since so been
0: awesome. Wicked. Well, TK, all the way from Auckland, Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much Thank for your time. Show. Cheers. Let's go watch the rest of the show. Let's. Keep it 100. Keep it 100.